You are listening to the audio production of Systemology. Create time, reduce errors, and scale your profits with proven business systems by David Jennings, published by Systemology and read by the author. That's me. Now, since you're listening to the audiobook, I'll do my best to describe all of the images, tables, and diagrams. These are also available through our resource section at systemology.com forward slash resources. Forward, from the desk of Michael E. Gerber, author of the E-Myth books. I am Michael E. Gerber, and it didn't take much to convince me to write the forward to David Jennings' new book, Systemology. Indeed, all he had to do was ask because David and I go back a ways, digging deep into each other's work, passion, and most important, his integrity. David is a trustworthy man. Why is that important? Because David is also a systems thinker, a creator of the first order, an entrepreneur who has done what I've written about, not once, but several times creating small companies, going to work on those small companies, systemizing those small companies to prepare them to grow. But, and here's the most important thing about all this, to grow without David having to remain the chief cook and bottle washer, responsible for every little wrinkle and widget, every single decision waiting desperately to be made. No, David built systemology into every single one of his new ventures from the get-go. And that's why this book is so essential for you. Because in this book, David explains step by step by step by step exactly how you can do the very same thing. In short, David has built a system out of systemology to make it literally impossible for a small growing entrepreneur like you to make the mistakes almost every small business owner is doomed to make, creating a business that's totally dependent upon them. Which is really all I have to say about it. I invented working on your business instead of in it almost 43 years ago, with my very first e-myth book. And here I am telling you that David Jennings has not only done it, but he's now written the brilliant book to teach you exactly how to do it, too. Read it. Relish it. But most important, do it. It's the magical elixir for what ails you. Introduction Because this audiobook is a little bit different from most, I thought I'd best prepare you. Take a deep breath in. Hold for three seconds. Breathe out. Slip into the moment and listen to my every word. Imagine for a moment that the number one thought leader in your industry, the Oprah, if you will, calls you out of the blue and asks you to join them right away 
on your dream project for three months. Could you do it? Could your business survive without you for that long? Could you risk downing your tools and jumping on board the opportunity of a lifetime? And could you have taken it on like an apprenticeship with no pay? A little over three years ago, I had an experience so strange that I knew it had to be real. The kind of scenario where I knew not even the oddest late-night cheese and pickle sandwich-inspired fever dream could conjure up what was currently happening. It was 7am and I was looking at an email I'd received from someone called Luz Delia Gerber. I didn't recognise the full name, but I was familiar with a certain Michael E. Gerber, author of the E-Myth series of books, the original of which is generally said to be one of the best-selling business books of all time. I figured it was just a coincidence. I'd never met Michael E. Gerber, and I had no relationship with anyone who knew him. But I had to know. All the email said was, call me. So that's what I did. It was an American number, and I knew it was in the afternoon on the West Coast. So it didn't matter that it was still early morning in Melbourne, Australia. I picked up the phone, and here's how the call went. Morning. Good morning. This is David Jennings just calling up from Australia. I'm actually after uh, Luz, I think it is. Oh, my God. Is this the real David? (laughs) (laughs) This is the real David. How are you? (laughs) Oh, I am. I just want to cry. Just hold on one second. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You You have no idea. You're picking up the phone and calling me. It's doing to life, <laughs> to oh. yours and mine. Oh, that's, <laughs> like a good, none. <laughs> that's a good thing. I um yes, I I, <laughs> I know your uh, your message came through late last night. I don't know if you know, but uh, we're based in Australia, so that's why. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good. So. <laughs> I just finished watching your video. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> One of them. And I was just now looking for it because I wanted to send it to my husband because I've, I've been in a journey this morning. I, I mean, I'll tell you how I met you and how I found you, and but it's all spiritual. It's all a journey. I'm on the path. And I just knew that I had to talk to you like now. I just had to have a conversation with you. Well, good and morning. Then <laughs> oh, good I did my writing. And did everything else, and I just dared to say, call me now. <laughs> I'll go to where we are. Come here. I have to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. I have to talk to you. So <laughs> I'm just trying to get over the shock. <laughs> I, but um, what a great way to start my day. How can I help? Do you know Michael Gerber? Do you know the name? Do you know his work? If you're getting the sense that I was a little stunned by all of this, you're hearing it correctly. It was surreal. And not just because Luz Delia was talking to me as if I was the universe's gift to her, I was, and still am, a huge fan of Michael E. Gerber's work. If you've read any of his books, particularly in the E-Myth series, you probably know why. If you have yet to have had the privilege, I urge you to do so. After you've listened to this book, of course. Gerber is a legend. You know the popular business adage, don't work in your business, work on your business? He came up with that. He's inspired millions of business owners around the world. And now I was speaking to his wife and she was talking to me as if I was the answer to some cosmic prayer. 
Luz Delia and I had a long conversation, but the bottom line was that Gerber, at the age of 80, was getting ready to launch book number 29 and the final work in his E-Myth series. For the first time, he wanted to self-publish. The previous books were all published by HarperCollins, and he wanted someone to show him how to do it. Having followed the successful launch of my previous book, Authority Content, Luz Delia had decided that I was the person to head up the project. There was just one snag. It was going to take 60-plus hours of work per week for a period of about 12 weeks. For three months, I was going to have to eat, sleep and breathe the e-myth, which meant that all of my own personal projects and business responsibilities would have to be put on hold. Oh, and did I mention I volunteered to do the job unpaid? What would you have done if you had been in my shoes? If Gerber had approached me two years before he did, I would have had to have declined the opportunity. Two years ago, there wasn't a chance that I could walk away from my business for that long. I was too enmeshed in the day-to-day operations. Without me, there was no business. And I'd also have been risking not just my livelihood, but that of all my employees. Ironically, for all my appreciation of Gerber's work, I was doing exactly what he advised against, working in my business rather than on my business. Fortunately, it wasn't two years ago. This opportunity came along after I'd discovered and developed systemology, and I knew for a fact that without me around, my business was going to be just fine. Systemology was handling my business with such efficiency, I knew that I could leave it for three months and it would barely notice my absence. If anything, it would run smoother without me looking over everyone's shoulder. I worked on Gerber's project for three months. I wrote thousands of emails, made hundreds of phone calls and lined up more interviews than you can poke a stick at. It was hard work, but it was simultaneously one of the easiest projects I have ever been involved in, simply because I had only to mention Gerber's name and people would fall over themselves in their eagerness to be involved. The short version of the story was that Gerber's 29th book became his first to be ranked as an Amazon bestseller within 24 hours of its launch. To celebrate, Michael invited me and a few of my friends who had helped out with the launch to attend one of his last events called The Dreaming Room in Carlsbad, California. I was then invited to stay on to facilitate a mastermind group dedicated to the future legacy of Michael's work. To top it all off, the Gerbers asked me if I'd consider running their business. I wasn't expecting that. I literally hadn't had any connection to the Gerbers four months earlier, and here I was now being offered the company. I declined with some difficulty, not because it wasn't a great offer, but because I am on my own path now. That, and there's no chance that my wife would move to America away from her family. Looking back now, this experience was nothing short of magical. And while there are probably hundreds of lessons I could share with you, I wanted to draw your attention to one in particular. Serendipity happens in business all the time. When Luz Delia contacted me, she did so because of the work I had done in my previous business, my digital agency, which you'll learn a little bit more about later. 
she had no idea that I was also working on systemology and how it would align so perfectly with the Gerber legacy. The fact is, business and life are non-linear. That is, things don't always happen in a logical order or a straight line. There is a level of randomness that can't be easily explained. Oh, how we act as if it's a linear thing. We read books about success and seek to learn the secrets of how to be the greatest at this or the master of that. But knowledge only gets you so far. Success stories, for the most part, are just that. Stories, narratives that people construct to try and explain why things turned out the way they did, by stripping out all the things that didn't work. The implication is that if someone follows the same journey, minus the dead ends, missteps and failures, rapid success is all but guaranteed. In reality, everyone's journey to success, no matter how much someone might try to follow someone else's model, is unique, convoluted and, to a certain extent, random. Anything but linear. Sometimes you'll get up one morning and you'll have an email from a personal hero inviting you to come and work with them because you did X, Y and Z and their wife just happened to spot something you put out into the world. Opportunities rarely come at the end of a steady upwards curve. Success is lumpy and opportunity knocks when you're least expecting it. Sure, you can lay the foundations, work hard and prepare yourself, but your most significant opportunities won't be willed into existence by simple visualisation or by following a special formula. They're going to happen when they're going to happen. And the only thing, the only thing over which you have control is whether you're ready and available to seize them. What opportunities have you missed? Think about this for a minute. Not too hard because it might depress you, but think about it. How many opportunities have already passed you by because you've been too swamped with the heaving mass of work that your business throws at you every day? I'm not talking about having to turn down opportunities because you were too busy. I'm talking about the opportunities that you didn't even notice because you barely had time to scoff down your lunchtime sandwich, let alone rise above the noise, study the big picture and spot the big breaks that are in your periphery. That's where I was a few years ago. And if I hadn't found the motivation to change my chaotic existence... I would have had to tell Luz Delia and Michael E. Gerber that I simply wasn't available. Just the thought of that makes me feel sad. Now, I'm not sure where your headspace is at at the moment. Maybe you're early in your career and you're looking to ramp things up, to make your business more efficient and to build it for scale. Maybe you're getting older and you want to reduce your working hours to improve your health. Or maybe you just want to spend more time with your friends and family. Or maybe you're wanting to open up a world of new and exciting opportunities. Whatever the reasons for picking up this book, understand that the primary purpose of systemology is to create space for the business owner. To systemize the business to the point where you can step away from the day-to-day operations and know with confidence that your business will continue to perform to your standards. You might have no desire to reduce your 100-hour work week, and you don't have to, but the reality is 
most business owners have crazy, work-their-fingers-to-the-bone schedules, not because they want to, but because they have to. They have no other option other than letting their business fall apart. Systemology gives you the freedom to choose. You should be able to have a choice in how you run your business. In it, out of it, 10 hours a week, 100 hours a week. Instead of your business forcing you to conform to its will, you should be able to shape your business to conform to your will. It will take time and effort and challenge many of your strongest beliefs about business. But trust me, it will be worth it. All your hard work, persistence, talent and creativity will pay off eventually. It's just impossible to predict when those magical moments are going to strike. The fact is, all the best ideas, the biggest breakthroughs and the most tremendous opportunities come when the business owner creates space. But you must learn to engineer this space. Systems hold the key. Is this book right for you? This book isn't about getting the right mindset. It will not help you to create your company purpose, vision or mission. It won't help you to define your values, set your goals or create a business plan. It won't help you identify your target audience, their problems or how to get that product to market fit. If you haven't yet addressed these foundations of business, it's best you do that before you continue listening to this book. The good news is there are already plenty of great books that address these topics. This book aims to solve a different problem, one that presents itself a little further down the line when building your business. This problem arises after the business owner lays a good foundation and has achieved some level of traction. They have built a reputation for delivering great products and services, and this earns them repeat and referral business. The business has good cash flow, and from the outside looking in, they look like a huge success. But the hidden reality is that they work extremely long hours to keep their business functioning. The problem is, most small business owners can't afford to step away from their business for more than a day or two. They've built a machine that depends on them, and now they're stuck. Worse still, this is the inverse of what they were looking to achieve when they started their business. And it's a serious problem. Unfortunately, what makes this such a hard problem to solve is that the solution lives in their blind spot. Typically, business owners are big picture people. They're quick-thinking problem solvers who focus on solving the most urgent problems. And while these skills are great while their business is in startup mode, the strengthening of these abilities often becomes the primary reason for not making it to the next level of business growth. If this sounds like you, you've probably reached the bridge that all business owners must cross, but the majority don't. You must learn to clone yourself and your best team members so that the business can grow without single-person dependency. You must evolve from being an employee of a business you own to a true business owner. 
the owner of a profitable enterprise that works without you. The solution to this problem lives in the development of your business systems. That is, the non-urgent but extremely important detail-oriented task of documenting, organising and optimising how your business functions. Rarely do business owners get excited by the idea of documenting their systems. But having a business that works without your constant oversight? That's a different story. Perhaps you've read the books like The E-Myth, Traction, Scaling Up and Built to Sell and you're already sold on the idea of creating systems. But like most busy business owners, you've either never really gotten around to it or you've tried to systemize your business in the past and failed. So where is the solution for you and your small business? You might have read about Six Sigma and tried to apply it to your business, but found that there was too much bureaucracy and rigidity in that methodology. Maybe you have realized that the lean methodology was developed for mass production facilities and doesn't suit your small business. Maybe you have looked into ISO accreditation and realized it's more about ticking boxes to say that you have systems within your business than having your team actually use them. You're not alone. To date, much of the work developed around the topic of business systems has been geared towards larger businesses. This sets small businesses up to fail right from the start because these methodologies simply weren't designed for their size. They're complicated, costly, time-consuming, and the team doesn't follow them anyway. Small business is a different beast. There's little margin for error and no room for doing activities that don't dramatically impact your bottom line. The good news is, this book contains the solution. It's a revolutionary new approach to business systemization. It is quite literally the system for systemizing your business. Of course, if you're not the business owner, that's perfectly fine too. There's a good chance that you work with one and someone you know has passed this book along to you. If so, I'm excited for you too, since although you might not realize it yet, you're going to play a very important role in transforming the business you work in. At what stage is your business in terms of systemization? To start, it's important to know where you are and where you're going. It sounds obvious, but with clear understanding, you're much more likely to reach the destination. Is your business's intellectual property trapped in the brains of your best team members? Are you super dependent on these few key team members? Are the rest of your team making things up as they go? Do you have any documented systems? And if you do, does your team follow your systems or do you find yourself constantly reminding your team to follow them? Having worked with hundreds of companies over the years, I've found that companies typically find themselves in one of four stages. Stage number one, survival. Stage number two, stationary. Stage number three, scalable. Stage number four, saleable. These are the four stages of business systemization, and they're shown in the book with a graphic. You may want to look at the resource section a little bit later. 
I'll do my best to explain it here though. The four stages are displayed in a pyramid where stage one, survival, is at the base level. And then each level builds upon the previous one to where you get to the top of the pyramid where you have saleable. I have a few arrows pointing away from the pyramid that identify either what's holding you in that stage or what helps you to move through that stage. Now, it's probably easier if I just talk you through each stage so you can understand where you are and how to move through. Stage number one, survival. At the base of the pyramid, survival mode is where most business owners start. A business owner is in an endless loop of chasing work, getting the work and doing the work. This creates up and down performance with lumpy results. You're still figuring out how to get that product to market fit. You spend 80% of your time in problem solving mode and you're hustling your way through. You've got 1 million ideas, but the ability to only execute a handful of things at any one point in time. This means that you're trying a lot of new things, but you never really get to take anything all the way through to completion. Your team, if you have one, makes things up as they go. It's not clear who's doing what and when tasks are due. There are no systems or processes, and no one really likes them anyway. In short, this isn't a great state to remain in. The business owner is quite often the bottleneck in this stage, and there's no real insight that systems are the way, and that they, the business owner, are not the best person to develop them. More on this later. Stage number two, stationary. In the stationary stage, the ups and the downs have been smoothed out and you're starting to see a little bit more consistency in the business. You have a loose way of doing things, but this is still typically trapped in the heads of your best team members. You may have a few documented systems, but they're more like unorganised notes scattered all over the place. This lack of systems certainty makes your business team member dependent. You don't have the right tools or software, so the performance of the small number of systems that you do have is average at best. This lack of clarity results in a lack of team buy-in. It often feels like the business owner is simply spinning plates. They create a to-do list for one of the team members and then move on to the next. One after the other, the business owner lists out what needs to be done. Once they're all the way through the team, they have to circle back around to the first team member because it's time to assign out new tasks. This cycle never ends and the business owner often feels like they're just running an adult daycare centre. Not to mention, the business owner rarely finds time to even do their own work. Obviously, this still isn't a great place to be since the business often feels stationary. You've reached capacity and you can't seem to break through to that next level of business. To move beyond this stage, the secret is to extract and document your core systems. Stage number three, scalable. Once you've got a good amount of your core business systems documented, this is where things start to get interesting. You have now proven your core business model works. You still need to extract and organise systems from all the business departments, but you're well on your way. Systems performance has improved dramatically, and you're shifting the culture within your business. Your tools are clunky, 
and you still have to constantly remind your team to follow your process, but you've overcome any initial resistance. Now is the time to focus on increasing your business capacity by installing human resource systems, finance systems and management systems. You also need to develop the ability to solve business problems well before they develop into more serious problems. A funny thing happens at this stage. People often reach this point and think things are good enough. They buy into this thought that we're doing okay, we have most of our systems documented, we're a systemized business. The truth is, good enough traps you. You don't want to stop here. The biggest wins and opportunities present themselves when you move through to the final stage. You want to move your team's thinking from we have to follow process to this is how we do things here. Achieve this and the magic happens. Stage number four, saleable. The ultimate goal within business is to have a saleable asset. To have a business someone else would want to buy. Don't get me wrong, whether you sell or not is your choice. But when your business is saleable, you operate at a different level. You recognise your business as a collection of interdependent systems that can be engineered to deliver extraordinary outcomes. In this stage, you will have a clear way of doing business. Your operations run with the precision of a Swiss watch and your team upholds your systems-centred company culture. No longer are you dependent on specific team members for things to work. The systems work, and the people work the system. This is a different level of business where you're able to rise above the noise and be deliberate and strategic in the work you do. You can begin to optimise your performance. Once you reach this stage, systems become your competitive advantage and you'll look for constant and never-ending improvement. At this level, you'll achieve what I call complete business reliability. Which stage are you in? There is no right or wrong here. It just is what it is. Typically, most people who listen to this book are in the stationary stage with one foot in the survival stage. But let's think about you and where you are. Does one stage jump out at you? And what does it feel like to be in that stage? Think about where you are and where you'd like to get to. It should be everyone's goal to move their business into the saleable stage. I mean, who wouldn't want complete business reliability? Just imagine what that will feel like when you reach that goal. What would it mean to you, to your business, to your family and to your life? This book provides a proven step-by-step blueprint for moving from survival to saleable. Yeah, but my business is different. A quick heads up though. No matter how effective systemology becomes, no matter how many businesses we revolutionise or how many raving fans we create, it's natural to wonder, will this work for me? Maybe you're thinking about that right now. This is normal. There's an old and rather depressing anecdote about a fully grown elephant held in place by a tiny stake in the ground. The elephant, if she chooses to, can escape with minimal effort. The only reason she doesn't is because the same slender stake was used to hold her in place when she was just a calf. She tugged and tugged on it, 
when she was young and just a few feet high, but experience taught her to give up. The elephant doesn't remain in captivity because it's incapable. It remains in captivity because previous attempts discouraged it. It has learned helplessness. The truth is, this happens to all of us. So what are the stakes that hold you back in business? Have you tried to systemise in the past but failed? Are you worried systems and processes will remove the creativity within your business? Do you think that you need to be the one that creates the systems in your business? Do you believe that systemization is too time-consuming? Do you suspect that even if you do put systems in place, your team won't follow them anyway? And finally, do you believe that you need to systemize with the efficiency of McDonald's? These are all reasonable concerns, but don't let previous failed attempts fool you into thinking that systemization won't work for you. I believed many of these myths too, and it wasn't until I challenged my thinking that I discovered that these ideas often stemmed from outdated information. Methods designed for large corporate businesses or ideas shared by gurus who didn't practice what they preach. Trust me, as you go through the systemology process, you'll begin to test these assumptions and reach your own conclusions. One final word before we begin, and that word is patience. What makes systemization and installing a culture of systems thinking in your business especially challenging is that the beneficial effects aren't always felt instantly. And when the impact is finally felt, the results are so far-reaching that it can be hard to quantify the positive results in one or two key metrics. The impact is felt across the entire company. Other focus areas of business may provide rapid and obvious measurable benefits. For example, when you create a new ad campaign, you know very quickly whether or not you're generating leads or burning cash. If it's the former, you know you're doing something right and you double down. If it's the latter, you tweak things and you try again. It's a simple equation. The feedback is swift and the results can easily be translated into an appropriate action. What's challenging is that installing systems doesn't always provide that kind of instant feedback. There's often a noticeable lag to the results and it may take weeks or even months before you can see their effects. That's not to mention that the real magic occurs even further down the line when you layer the positive effects of multiple systems, with each system saving you a little time here and a little extra efficiency there. Changing your company culture takes time, but when you add up all the wins, the breakthroughs are unparalleled. Your team and clients are happier, efficiency skyrockets, and most importantly, you win back hours, days, weeks, and months of your most valuable asset, time. As cliche as it is, I'm sure we'd all agree that time is your most valuable asset. Everyone has limited supply and once it's gone, it's gone. So beware of chasing the bright, shiny objects. While the appeal of the quick win is strong, it's rarely where you see the biggest returns. You need to go slow to go fast. 
It's this lag time that causes most people to lose their way and why systemology requires counterintuitive thinking. It's going to require a lot of patience and the discipline to stay the course, but you will be well rewarded for your efforts. In time, everything will come together. Certain elements of your job will either take a fraction of the time that they used to take to complete, or you will delegate your responsibilities entirely. Before you know it, your business will consistently deliver its core products and services to a very high standard without your involvement. You will have created a scalable and saleable asset. The secret is to remove the biggest bottleneck within your business. You, the business owner. How Systemology Works Systemology is a seven-step process that is designed to identify and create the critical systems within your business. You'll learn to organise them, get your team to follow them, and continue to optimise them. Here are the seven stages we'll work through. Now, there's a graphic here and I'll do my best to explain it. I want you to imagine a cog that has seven segments. Each segment is effectively one tooth in the cog. This is the systemology cog, and it displays the seven stages of systemology. Working through all seven segments, starting at the top and going clockwise, stage number one is define. Stage number two is assign. Stage number three is extract. Stage number four is organize. Stage number five is integrate. Stage number six is scale. And stage number seven is optimize. Again, you can get all the graphics and the resources at systemology.com forward slash resources. Important note, the book itself includes an action plan so that at the end of every chapter, you'll know exactly what to work on next. That said, if this is the first time listening to this audio, it is suggested that you listen to the entire book first before taking any action. This ensures you understand the complete methodology. You will recognise the order of the seven stages is important, and while it has been designed to be implemented chronologically, some of the knowledge from later chapters will actually help you implement some of the earlier chapters. For example, in the integration stage, it's all about getting your team's buy-in to your new systemised way of doing business. Obviously, some of these strategies are going to be helpful in getting people involved in the earlier stages of extraction and organisation. So listen through the book first, and then on your second time around, follow the action steps and start your implementation. It's time to dive in. There we go. It's Dave again. I'm on the other side of that recording. And I wanted to know, what did you think? How good is it? I know you're super hooked right now and you probably want to take those next steps and grab a copy. The best thing to do is head over to systemology.com forward slash book. Now, from there, you'll be able to get the links through to Amazon. Get yourself either a Kindle or a hard copy version. And once the full audio has been released on Audible, I'll be sure to let you know. I know you're going to want to hear the rest of this. The audio version is super fun, but you also don't need to wait. You might as well just get started. Head over to systemology.com forward slash 
book and I look forward to hearing from you soon.